BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This is your host, Tia. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Hello, 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 everyone. Um, welcome back to another awesome episode of the Top Ten by Geek Vibes Nation. And happy Game of Thrones Day, guys. It is finally upon us after so many years of waiting. I know that plenty of people probably re-upped their HBO subscription and have been just re-watching and just prepared for the beginning of the end. But... Um, that is not what this show is about today. I just wanted to shout that out. We are doing the top 10 entertainment franchises. So that is talking about movies, TV shows. If you want to talk about comic books, um, books in general, completely fine because we kind of live in this time where things are always an extension of another uh, source and just building upon fantastic world. So very excited about that. And before I kind of go any further, I wanted to introduce our co-host today, AJ, who set a rule in place for today. And AJ, I'm going to give it to you to tell us what is the rule for our top 10 today. Okay, so... The main rule is that there we can't choose from DC, Marvel, or Star Wars since we already know that they're the most popular franchise in nerd history. So that was just the one rule I was thinking about and make it a little bit more challenging. And I actually really like that rule because that those would probably be the top three in this show if we were going to include them. So we got to give love to the other franchises out there, um, not just DC, Marvel, and Star Wars, which um, Star Wars just released its latest trailer for the next uh, movie, which I got to say really quick, AJ, before we go in, I'm kind of confused about the title, because isn't it like Skywalker Rises? But this Rise is supposed of the to be Skywalker. The, yeah, but this is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga. So shouldn't it be uh, the Skywalker Falls or something like that? I mean, I guess it depends on how they do that. Well, I think in the in Star Wars Celebration, they're going to go on hiatus for a little bit. And then, like, later on, they'll still have 
Ryan Johnson's trilogy and the creators of Game of Thrones trilogy as well, which I think is going to be totally different from the main trilogy. But the, there's a lot of um, theories going around saying that um, the Rise of the Skywalker is talking about like Kylo Ren and him rising power and um, probably it probably has something to do with Palpatine when he laughs at the end of the trailer. Some some stuff some theories are going around a lot just because of the title. There's a lot that can happen that I think. Yeah, for sure, and we're just gonna have to. Uh wait and find out but um all right while we're waiting for ryan let's just kind of jump right into this aj give us your top 10 for uh entertainment franchises okay i'm gonna start off with rocky um it's a seven film franchise it started in 1976 and it's still going now if that doesn't give you an indication of how good the franchise is and how popular the franchise is, I don't know what is. Um, it's filled with one of some of the most memorable quotes of any film or any medium in history. Um, you get fantastic characters like Creed, um, Rocky, so many characters, um, amazing moments, and a lot more. Uh, I chose this as one of my top franchises, Rocky. AJ, this is actually on my list as well. So I was like, damn, I had Rocky. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, I really um, enjoy the Rocky films. Uh, growing up kind of with my grandparents, we watched all of them. And I love the whole, first of all, the aspect that Sylvester Stallone, like this is his baby this is what he wrote, you know, and this is what he kind of, like, brought into the world. So that's awesome. And I love the story for every single uh, one, except for, I guess, I think Rocky Five was the one with, like, his son or something like that. That was yeah. maybe not, like, the strongest one. But it was still a great uh, film, just seeing all that. I love the whole Adrian and then uh, with uh, Adrian's brother, Pauly. Um, and then I love the whole storyline that uh, Apollo Creed started essentially as his adversary and then becomes the person who helped him in the end. Um, I do want to ask you, AJ, what would you count as your favorite movie within the Rocky franchise? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to choose um, the first Creed just because how it's um, – stylized. It's, I think, for me, it has more style than the rest of the Rocky um, films. And it has just the, um, the same amount of emotion, emotional ties as the same as the old Rocky films as well. So, I'll choose Creed. I like that they went with Michael B. Jordan and the storyline that they have with him, because uh, if you remember... The movie before Creed was Rocky Balboa with him fighting. And, you know, I love Sylvester Stallone, but he's getting up there in age. And so, when, <laughs> yeah, so when they were announcing that there was going to be another Rocky movie, I'm like, oh, no, Sly, don't do it. But it's like, no, it's, it's not him fighting. 
if, uh, you know, fighting. So that's great that now we have this kind of to go into. And they've had two movies that have both been wildly successful. Um, I'm going to say that my favorite in the Rocky franchise is the fourth one, just because I love uh, Dolph Lundgren as the Russian. And then you have uh, Brigitte Nielsen in it, just looking gorgeous. And that whole storyline, of course, it's sad because, uh, you know, spoiler, I guess, if no one's ever watched the Rocky movies, but uh, Dolph Lundgren's character kills Apollo Creed which I did not see coming at all. I'm like, holy shit. But um, in boxing, it's, it's possible. So that happens, and I, I just love that whole whole entire thing. That was a great movie. So this was an awesome uh, franchise to start off with, AJ, um, especially because it was on my list as well. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to scoot over and take the number nine slot, and I'm actually going to pick the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, franchise. <laughs> Just because um, I love the first three. And to be honest with you, I didn't see the one after that, but we're just going to kind of pretend that that one didn't even happen. Um, <laughs> I love the first <laughs> I love the first three. I saw the second one actually first in the movies. Um, and then went back and watched the first one. And what I really kind of loved about the franchise and then even, like, the third movie is, to be honest with you, I really didn't like the third movie when I first saw it in theaters. And then it wasn't until I went back and rewatched it that I thought to myself, what was I thinking? This is actually a fantastic movie, and I really thought that they should have ended it at the trilogy because it was the perfect way to tie everything up in a knot. Johnny Depp was actually absolutely um, fantastic as Jack Sparrow. And I don't know if you know this, but um, they originally didn't write that character the way he was. It was just Johnny Depp kind of making it his own. And at first the studio was really hesitant on making uh, Jack Sparrow as eccentric as he was, but then they obviously saw how popular it was and went with it. And, Another fun fact is that the first movie wasn't even intended to start anything. It was supposed to be a one-off movie, which is why you see that there was such a good amount of time between the first movie and the second movie. Um, So that was great. Uh, It obviously is all about Jack Sparrow. Uh, Jeffrey Rush uh, was fantastic in it as well. And I love the side characters too. The, um, the one guy with the wooden eye and his friends, like they made for a really funny duo. And I love the last movie in that trilogy that it was kind of all of the uh, pirates getting together to take down the uh, East India Trading Company. So really great. Not sure how historically accurate the movies are. I'm not going to even claim that I know if they are or not. They just made for really uh, entertaining movies that they clearly want to capitalize on more because I think I heard that Disney is trying to develop another Pirates of the Caribbean movie, um, although I don't believe Johnny Depp is going to be in it at all. So, yeah, I'm going to pick uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean for my number nine. AJ, what are your thoughts? I agree 100% that this should be on the list. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Underworld, so I love all those franchises. I know that they're all corny and all, but I just I just love the world that's built around 
um, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I wish more movies uh, would do that. Um, I, I would say that <laughs> it's not 100% accurate, for sure, for sure. And <laughs> now I just like um, Johnny Depp, um, his role as Jack Sparrow. Um, it's funny. Uh, I just I just like everything he does in that movie. I think this does belong on the list. Yeah, and you know, to be honest, Johnny Depp doesn't always have. He's had a lot of iconic characters, some not so great, but I definitely think the Jack Sparrow character is one of his best. Um, and also, it's super nice because he goes to like a bunch of children's hospitals dressed up as Jack Sparrow for like six children, so that's really nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, people love pirates, okay? <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I dressed up as a pirate plenty when I was a kid for Halloween. So, uh, obviously, a Pirates movie uh, by Disney, another Disney film, because Disney just runs the world, apparently. Um, <laughs> it's, of course, going to be good. So, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean as one of the best film franchises out there. And as I said before, we're most likely going to get another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Um, just I don't think with anyone else back in it. I don't think that um, uh, Keira Knightley or, uh, oh, gosh, what the hell is his name? The guy who plays Will. <sighs> Shoot, Orlando Bloom. Uh, yeah. I don't think any of them are going to be involved in it. I think they're just going to completely recast and do their own thing. But yeah, uh, so number nine is going to be the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Uh, I guess I'll shoot back over to you, AJ. Uh, hopefully, Ryan will uh, get involved soon just so that we can hear what he has because I guarantee there are probably going to be some funny picks in there. Mm, I can't decide. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm going uh, to move away from the movie franchise for a little bit. And I'm going to choose Red Dead Redemption, um, a video game franchise that so far everybody loves. Um, I haven't heard any negative negative thoughts on this franchise at all. Um, For me, I love the Westerns. I I grew up with films like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly um, with Clint Clint Eastwood, The Night. Magnificent Seven, and recent films like Hateful Eight and Django. And for me, Red Dead Redemption, like, um, its atmosphere just shows how much we can actually get more more movies in the Western that can be as good as any movies to date and can be as popular. And many people will go out and see those types of um, movies. But for video games, um, I just love how the character, the character interactions with each other, the intense moments, the gun, um, the gunplay, and everything. I just feel like Red Dead Redemption. It what's the word? It's a franchise that everybody loves and everyone respects, and there's, like, no back and forth within that specific community. Um, 
it's just everybody loves the loves the franchise. So I um stopped playing video games uh after the PS4 uh the PS2. So <laughs> I'm going to actually go I am actually going to go to Ryan who just joined us. Um Ryan, welcome AJ uh for his number 8 pick. Click the uh pit well click. He picked the Red Redemption franchise. Um so Please comment on that. And again, welcome to our top ten today. I've never played a single Red Dead game in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I can give a PS4. Or right, Ryan, you have an Xbox, but uh, Xbox. Yeah, don't you have a PS4? Sorry, that's like I picked up. So I do apologize, AJ, that I've never played and Ryan has never played uh, Red Dead Redemption, but it is a very popular video game. People definitely enjoy it, so I think that it certainly um, belongs on this list. And I, too, love the whole Western uh, theme, honestly. I mean, again, kind of going back to the fact that I grew up with my grandparents and all my grandpa ever watched when growing up was Westerns, all the John Wayne movies. Um, love uh, The Hateful Eight by Quentin Tarantino. Westworld is one of my favorite shows that's on uh, television right now. So, yeah, I think that um, it's definitely a great pick. I'm just sorry that neither of us uh, really can comment on it. Disappointed but, um, in you, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, AJ. But um, Ryan, just to kind of catch you up a little. Uh, so again, we're up to eight, and we've done the Rocky franchise and the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Just to let you know, along with Red Dead Redemption. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel like oh. Pirates of the Caribbean. What the fuck? I, I picked Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's a great franchise. I really enjoyed seen the fifth one. <laughs> well, no, I just watched the first three. That's what I'm commenting. So I should say, I guess, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. Um, but yeah. So uh, I guess Ryan, you will have the number seven spot to let us know what. And again, keep in mind that we cannot mention the MCU, the DCEU, or Star Wars. So I can't mention the DCEU, correct? Nope, you uh, cannot. Right. You never said anything about DC, though, so I'm clear. Correct? DC has a franchise, so that includes DCEU. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got to go one, though. If neither one of you agree with me on this, y'all are not pop cultured at all. Pokemon. From the original series to now. Fucking legendary. I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't see what's yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, oh, no. You, you guys sound like so unexcited. It's Pokemon. How do you guys <laughs> not love Pokemon? I love Pokemon. Well, not now. I, you don't sound like you love Pokemon. <laughs> the new Pokemon is trash now, but the old, yeah, I agree. You're never too old for Pokemon. AJ. <laughs> oh my god. Pokemon is so good. I mean, I don't really play the games anymore because they're like all pretty much 
like, fucking recycling each other at this point. But when I was a kid, man, collecting Pokemon cards, bro, I was the shit in elementary school. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. I'm going to say that right now. I was slaying all the kids in elementary school with my with my uh, Mewtwo and Pikachu Raichu combination. I was, sh- I was showing them who was the big daddy. That's what well, he only had energy cards. <laughs> he only had energy cards and magic cards. Oh my god. Listen, let me say, right? So I'm twenty nine, right? Uh I think I was in fourth grade when the like original Pokemon anime was on. That was all people were obsessed about. I mean, I went to Catholic school and my school literally started like confiscating people's Pokemon decks because that's all kids would do. I mean, collection was Dang. a big thing. I, I definitely collected Pokemon cards. I don't know if you guys are even old enough to remember Dragon's Den, but I would go to Dragon's Den all the time just to see what they had. I remember when the Mew card was, like, so rare and you couldn't find it and people were, like, spending an ass load of money just for it. And I definitely had... Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue on, like, the original Game Boy. So, Ryan, we know the Pokemon franchise. And to be honest, that um, the new uh, Detective Pikachu uh, movie looks really good. It looks so good. It looks so good. Ryan Reynolds, this Pikachu is fucking fantastic. Every time he talks, I only think about Deadpool, though. <laughs> uh, not really. I think of uh, what was that movie? It was like in 2010 that he did with Sandra Bullock, where they pretended they were dating and then they actually wind up dating, and then they actually got married. It was so pathetic. It was some romantic movie. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was called but, the proposal. Oh God, Jesus Christ! Yeah, the proposal. <laughs> <laughs> that that's like my favorite movie. Okay. Ever. Is it really? <laughs> I mean, that was a good movie. That, that, movie. that, that was, so was a good movie. <laughs> adorable. No, I, th- I think that Ryan Reynolds is going to do a great job in the Detective Pikachu movie. I think that the trailers look cool as hell. And I even want to go see it. And I haven't been really... Uh, you know, involved in Pokemon and sometimes... I'm sorry, like, after they, you know... Uh, I don't know, had, like, the third uh, installment of, what, the 150 Pokemon. I was like, whoa, too many guys. But still, Pokemon was a huge part of my childhood. So I got to say that that's a great franchise to put on the list. AJ, do you want to comment on Pokemon as a whole? No, I I agree with you guys said it 100%. Um, Pokemon was the... (laughs) It was the first anime I watched, along with, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Beyblade, but I didn't really know that it was anime at the time. And Wait, it's anime? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can finally tell people I watched anime when I am. Dude, my <laughs> life is complete. I don't feel like um, a loser anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we I think we all like collected Pokemon cards. I did Pokemon, I did Yu Gi Oh, I did 
Magic. I think. Did you play Bakugan? I did Bakugan. I did Beyblade. I did. Yeah. um, Beyblade. Holy shit. That shit. That was intense, dude. That was Mm -hmm. fucking friendships. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was was Bakugan and Yu Gi Oh! that wrong friendship (laughs) for me. I, so, do you guys didn't think I'm, like, the dumbest person in the world? So, when Bakugan first, like, came out, you know how they had, like, in the show, they always have, like, these really intense scenes where right before they throw the Bakugan out, they make this really pissed off and aggravated-looking face and say and then scream out the name of the Bakugan and just throw it, like, half a mile away. So, when I was in elementary school, I tried to do that in my school playground at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I took that thing so far, and both the wings came off. I was so pissed. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Why couldn't this work? That's where I That's actually amazing. Gun. That's amazing. When I was growing I up, it was, po- it was Pokemon, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, and uh, Gundam Wing. And I definitely knew a few people in class who tried to do, like, several of the Dragon Ball Z, uh, like, you know, people fighting moves and now. shit like that. People still yeah, do it still do. Now. <laughs> still do. <laughs> so don't feel so bad, Ryan. I mean, listen, we were all young and wanted to live out our favorite animes and stuff like that, so I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, but, yeah, Pokemon, great franchise to put on the list. Uh, AJ, I'm going to go to you for the number six one. Okay, I'm going to sit with the anime theme and choose Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> this was the first anime that I was actually aware that it was anime back in the, when it was on Toonami. Um, mm. I've grown, I grew up with like Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon Beyblade, but I didn't know they were anime at the time. But I think I was around eight or nine when I, like, realized that anime and cartoons were two different two different mediums. And Dragon Ball Z was, like, one of the first. And it actually gave us one of the greatest um, characters of all time in anime history, which is Goku. Many will say Vegeta, but, yeah, no. Um it actually, the Dragon Ball Z franchise actually influenced Naruto and a lot more modern animes to this day. And basically, Dragon, <laughs> Dragon Ball is basically um, is basically Star Wars. <laughs> it's basically Star Wars for me when it comes to anime. Uh, AJ, you're speaking my language. Because as I said, when I was in fourth grade, it was Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and Sailor Moon. And I loved Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I even have, a, you're going to laugh, but I have an Android 16 tattoo on my ankle. So definitely uh, a Dragon Ball Z fan. I have all of the collection for Dragon Ball Z. Super just was into that. Like even a few years ago, I would go over one of my friend's house and we would just rewatch Dragon Ball Z. It was so entertaining. Um, anyone is going to know that uh, growing up like and watching it on Toonami, how frustrating was it, AJ, that every time they were in the Frieza saga 
and it seems like we were finally going to get to like the actual thing right. happening, and then they and then they and then and then they go back to the first episode. I'm like, no. And now that I think about it, I think it was because they weren't finished dubbing all of them, because you know, anime being in Japan, I think they weren't yeah. finished dubbing them. But I was so frustrated because it's like next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, I hated that so much. <laughs> still towering up, and I'm like, oh, God, why are you going back to the beginning? I want to see what happens. God damn it. It was so, so frustrating. So mm. impatient. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, just feeling so good that you put Dragon Ball Z. That's such a good show. And I actually really liked Dragon Ball as well. Um, I love Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball. And another fun fact for you that, you know, when uh, Goku died in the Cell Saga, um, that that was supposed to be it. That was supposed to be it. And the, and the show was going to move on into uh, Gohan. But because when it was out at the time in Japan, that had such negative feedback from viewers because they were like, this is Goku's story, not Gohan's story, that they then brought... Goku back, which is then why Gohan became a little bitch, essentially. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, I love that. I have so many, like, favorite characters and some that are, like, not even, like, popular opinion favorite characters. So I love that shit. I'm going to say right now that the Android and Cell sagas were my favorite sagas ever. But um, I could geek out about that all day long. Ryan, were you a fan of Dragon Ball Z growing up? Oh, man, I love the movie Dragon Ball Evolution. It was my favorite of all time. <laughs> I watch it every single no. day. You can, you can hang up now. It was fantastic. I mean, what's not to like about it? Great acting, uh-huh. great whitewashing. It had everything. Oh, I loved yeah. it. Oh, yeah. no, honestly, I've, never, I've never seen an episode of uh, Dragon Ball in my life. Oh, jeez. I'm an uncultured swine. I get it. I get it. You're that killing me. <laughs> You're killing this me. Ha- I will- this is what happens when you don't give me the MCU or DCU. <laughs> you fuck I will me up. Say, I will say that some of the movies, right, were bomb as shit. The Brawley movies, the freaking um, uh, Brawley. Evolution, yeah, I know. No. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. It was terrible. Um, no, like, all right, all right, right. And by the way, um, just to let everyone know, I sent uh, Ryan and AJ a picture of my collection for Dragon Ball Z. They're on Game DVD. Job. I wanna, I wanna let you know they're on DVD. That's not VHS. That's D- DVD. All right. That's just you need to convert still... it to Blu-ray. You need to convert it to Blu-ray or iTunes I... or download. No, anything no, that's not like 1800th century. No, Blu-ray. <laughs> I, I why, love why how... Why are you so keen on Blu-ray? I why love not? that DVDs are like now considered ancient history when I still have like VHS tapes. Um, <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Actually, alright, really quick like uh, just side note here again because I loved watching Dragon Ball Z and before I got the whole DVD collection I used to record it on my VHS tapes so a lot of them are just Dragon Ball Z recordings um 
So, yeah, I'm just saying, guys, stop hating on my collection here. But anyway, uh, so since Ryan did not see, uh, did not watch any episodes of Dragon Ball Z, which, Ryan, you got to get on that. Just watch the new movie. Just watch the new movie. Dragon Ball Z Super Broly. I heard it was really glad or really good or really bad. Those are the two things I heard. It's, I guess it depends on the person that's watching it. I loved it. I mean, yeah. be, can it beat Dragon Ball Evolution? <laughs> you, y'all need to stop with that. Anytime they make, like, a live-action anime movie, I'm it's just sucks. so afraid of it. I'm afraid of it no, because of Dragon Ball Z Evolution. Although, I, just I, will say, I will say, guys, that if you've seen the cast for... Um, sorry about that. If you've seen the cast for the uh, live-action Cowboy Bebop, um, series that's going to be on Netflix. That cast looks dope. Like John Cho is going to play the main John character. Cho? Yeah. Oh yeah, that looks dope. Then. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's going to no, be good. You. But. No thank you. <laughs> All right, I no, think I might offend you guys here. No. You guys know the uh, Death Death Note movie on yeah. Netflix that came out a few years ago. I didn't think it was awful, but yet I've no, never garbage. seen the anime either. So. <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't ever into Death Note, so I didn't watch it when it came out. But isn't that just another example of whitewashing? Like, come on. <laughs> Pretty much, enter- yeah. Like, like, come on, entertainment you got ghosts world. In the shell, just- too. <laughs> uh, let's not even talk about uh, dude, that. Was, that that one I didn't need. That and Alita Battle Angel, I just didn't want to see because I just knew all manga and like. Uh, all those movies are just shit at this point. They they can't make a good one. I have no idea who has actually seen Alita Battle Angel, but apparently it did it made a decent amount of money. Which surprises the absolute shit out of me. That that's what I'm saying. I don't know anyone who's actually seen it. Um, but apparently, I must have it, rather. No, no, go to you, go. I was just going to say, I just don't know anyone who's seen it, but it's made a shit ton of money. And to the point where people were trying to compare it to Captain Marvel as, like, a female, like, led okay. movie. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but, yeah, what were you going to say, Ryan? So, like, honestly, I'd rather have a... Do you know who the distributor of that movie was? Was it, like, Fox or something? Yeah. It was Fox. It was Fox? Yo, yeah. if it was Fox, that makes it even worse. They should have just fucking thrown me the shit X-Men movie instead of that. I already know Dark Phoenix <laughs> is going to be a shit movie. They, no matter how much farther they keep pushing it, it's going to be a bad movie. Along with that movie that's taken like five years to come out, also known as The New Mutants. New <laughs> I'm excited for that movie still. I don't know. I'm so excited. I'm not. I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, AJ, you're just like me. I try, I try to be optimistic about it for uh, over three years, and okay, we get a trailer, tell, tell and not then it gets bit. pushed back, and then that trailer doesn't even matter. I'm over it. Tell me you're not the least bit curious to see why it's been pushed back so many times. No, not at all. Oh my God, man. Okay, Debbie Downer alert. <laughs> I, I've been optimistic for three years for this movie, 
And it still has to come see what out you, yet. What you think about uh, Avengers Endgame, man? Yeah. I'm ready for uh, it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. Actually, less than two weeks. Less than two Let's weeks. Let's talk about this Game of Thrones tonight. How about that? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I've never seen Game of Thrones either. Oh, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> culture. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I couldn't I'm get gonna... into it. It's one of those things, it is, I will say it's one of those things that, like, and someone put it, uh, I forget who actually said it, but it's like, if you give it three episodes and you're still not into it, then you're never going to be into Game of Thrones. Like, I will admit admit that, like, the first episode I wasn't crazy about, because it was slow, you know, it's like building up everything. But then by the second episode, I was like, yep, I dedicate my life to this uh, show right now. So if you're not into it, you're not into it. But um, moving on, guys, I'm going to hit the uh, number five spot. And this is maybe a little weird for this uh, this list, but it's a franchise, and I just wanted to kind of put something different on the list. I'm going to do uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise. Yeah, yeah. Just just because, again, growing up, I loved these movies. Uh, I owned the DVDs of all of them. And as far as, like, quintessential 80s horror movies, I just thought that Freddy Krueger was the best. I just thought he was entertaining as hell. Robert England can do no wrong as Freddy Krueger. The first one was, you know, first of all, the first one has, like, baby Johnny Depp in it, which is hilarious who gets like sucked into a bed and then blood goes everywhere um you know as far as like all that shit goes it was just a great franchise in still kind of keeping it fresh i even liked the new nightmare one where it was like very meta um with uh robert (laughs) i'm saying i just still liked it as you know part of the franchise uh the the remake of nightmare on elm street was not my favorite obviously uh, you know, honestly, but I loved Freddy versus Jason. Um, I actually got to speak recently with uh, Douglas Tate, who uh, he's in the new Hellboy movie, but he was actually uh, Jason in the last shot for uh, Freddy versus Jason, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I just think they're entertaining. I think that the reason why they haven't ever really been able to do a successful uh, remake is because Robert England just embodied that character so well, which is why the remake, I think, what was it, like 2005, just didn't do well at all. But uh, I just I just like the movies. Um, definitely like them, you know, better than the Halloween movies and the, night, uh, and the Friday the 13th movies, which, you know, still were good movies. I just like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies better, so I'm going to pick that as my number five. Uh, AJ, what are, how do you feel, what are your thoughts on my pick? Uh, 100% agree. Um, I, I grew up watching horror movies ever since I was like eight years old, and I, I just loved um, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those classical horror horror movies. Um, 1980. I think it's 1984. Nightmare on Elm Street is a masterpiece of a horror horror film, mm-hmm. and I just <laughs> I just love all the blood and 
it's it's like a psychological um horror which I really love. I really love that type of horror, and <laughs> it was it was actually one of the reasons why at one on uh, one time I looked at my shadow and I got scared. It was because of it. it was because of Nightmare on Elm Street because I was like, "What is that moving?" And I, and I started to cry because I didn't know what it was. So, yeah, I I agree for this. I love it so much. It's a great like psychological thing because it's like, oh, you die in your dreams, you die in real life, and uh, the whole like backstory of it, you know, that he. Uh, in real life was a, you know, child killer, but got off because of some paperwork misstep, and then the parents of the neighborhood decided to kill him, uh, you know, themselves, and that's why he comes back to kill the children of the parents who killed him. So I love that shit, and I forget which one it was, but the one where, like, all the kids were in, like, an insane asylum, I love that shit, too. Um, But, yeah, and I and I love Freddy versus Jason. I could have dealt, I could have uh, had a sequel to that, which probably won't ever happen, but it would have been one nice. of my so, yeah. favorite. One of my favorite movies, guilty pleasure movies, Freddy versus Jason. It's just fun. So it's so good. Um, just to let you guys know, because um, I, I didn't know this, but when I was interviewing uh, Douglas Tate, and the reason why he so he was in the shot. Remember at the end when Jason emerges from the river and he yeah, pulls in? He's holding his head, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, hit, that's him. And the reason why they, like, put that in is because originally they were going to have um, the Jason Ritter character at the end start growing claws himself, like almost becoming another Freddy. But then when they look back, they didn't really like that ending, which is why they then they decided to do the ending that they did. So I thought that was super interesting to find out. But, yeah, so glad that you guys both like this. Ryan, do you want to comment on the nightmare on Elm Street? And did it give you any nightmares growing up? Uh, no, nothing's given me nightmares. The only thing that's given me nightmares are the chincletas that people throw at me. Those only things that give me nightmares. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no burnt, half-ass, child-killing asshole. Because you know what? He don't exist. I mean, he probably does exist, but he don't exist right now. He don't exist. Uh, I, dude, I ain't scared of, of, of four little metal dildos. That's, that's what they are, essentially. Four little metal dildos. Oh, no, sorry, five, because he's got five fingers. He, he's going around tickling people's ears with them. That's all he does. And and he likes to shapeshift a few times. Yes, he looks adorable. And then that little growl he does, oof. It's like, it's like I'm listening to my dog and I find it so cute. Nah, but honestly, yo, like yeah, you were saying before, this movie, well, this franchise, I would say has a better track record than Halloween and Friday 13th. Personally, I do like Friday 13th. But, like, I really don't get the hype about it. None of the movies are really that good, if you really think about it. The only halfway decent ones are the 2009 remake, the Freddy vs. Jason one, and, like, nothing after Part 3 was actually that good. 
they just made them to make them. And, they, dude, they got so fucking absurd. Like, I remember one uh, time Jason I watched, X. Oh, my Jason God. Jason X was amazing. Perfect. Have you guys ever seen Jason Goes to Manhattan? <laughs> have, any of you seen Jason, have any of you seen Jason Goes to Manhattan? No. No. Oh, dude, it's the dumbest fucking movie. So the title Wait, is that's actually Jason a movie? Goes, yeah, that's like, episode, dude, that's like the fucking seventh one. Jason Goes yeah. to Manhattan. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so dumb. The title is Jason Goes to Manhattan, and the the whole movie takes place on a cruise ship, by the way. Oh, my God. It's a real movie. Jason Takes Manhattan. That's yeah, terrible. Manhattan. And he he's only in Manhattan the last 10 minutes of the movie, and the movie's like an hour 20, hour 30. It's the dumbest thing. Uh, which is why, like, Nightmare on Elm Street more. It's more consistent with its story. It takes itself halfway serious, which I find pretty funny, actually. But I, I really like Robert England, too. And I I didn't completely dislike the 2010 remake. I know everyone hated it, but I thought it was perfectly fine. I didn't hate it, it because the actor it who played work. it was actually... The actor who played... um. Freddy wasn't bad, but I guess because what was missing from it is that they tried to make it, like, more serious than it was because Robert England's Freddy was playful. It was he very had, jokey, yeah. Yeah, he had those, like, one-liners, which, you know, then obviously was a contrast to the fact that he was killing people in very, you know, gruesome manners. But in the 2010 remake, they really just tried to make more of a very, very serious um take on it and I just didn't like his backstory that it was like he was uh, he was like working. a rapist right he was a, not only was he a rapist but he was working at a children's school which is not in the original um you know that's why you have the boiler yeah. room because Freddie was working at a factory but so that's my whole thing with it but it wasn't bad the actor which I forget his name he was in the Watchmen it wasn't bad it just wasn't I like the visual necessary. style of it I thought it was re- I thought it was yeah. really visually well done that's why I liked it <laughs> mainly because like I'm I'm a person that really likes a lot of gore and hashtag I'm gonna throw this out there if any of you want to see Hellboy this weekend just see it for the gore see it for nothing else just figure out I wasn't really there. excited for Hellboy to begin with. All the trailers oh, looked dude, terrible. It, it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> but it, oh. AJ, it, it was so bad that it was decently good. <laughs> Kanan that, really liked it, 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 actually. Kanan really liked wife? it, actually. What? No, nah, AJ, if you're a fan, I would see it. Because I, I love the first two Hellboy movies. And, dude, David Harbour was really good. But the, the writing was just so bad. The, the, from the trailer, I, I, I laughed at the movie more than I laughed with it, if that makes sense. Uh, I was excited to see it, just for David Harbour. It's so ridiculous what they do in the movie. Like, I couldn't even comprehend it. I saw it with my uncle, and, like, after each action scene, I'm like, yo, what the fuck did they <laughs> put in this movie? None of it makes sense, by the way. None of it. But it's a guilty pleasure movie. Yeah, I, I finally figured it out. So I would see it, though, AJ. You guys will like it or find enjoyment in it. David Harbour is really good, too. I, I liked him. 
if they had better writing, so it would be so much better. Yeah, I I want to go see it. I just don't know when I'm going to actually get the time to go see it. Um, I may just try and find it online, to be honest. But that's uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, uh, as you guys said, I think that the Nightmare on Elm Street definitely had a better track record with their storyline. Um, it didn't get too ridiculous. Like I didn't even know this Jason Takes Manhattan movie even existed. I thought oh, that the so Jason, bad. I thought that the Jason X movie was ridiculous enough. Um, that yeah. movie was so bad. Like Jason goes to space. Like, what are you guys doing right now? I can't even deal with it. I loved um, the Halloween movie where they were in the in the house that apparently he grew up in, and Buster Rhymes is in it, which is just so oh, telling God. of the time. Which is just so oh, telling of the time. That I thought so that was bad. so funny. It's such a guilty that was... pleasure, that movie. <laughs> I just think yeah, it's hilarious. It's... Oh, wait, Jason Takes Manhattan is an hour 40, and the last 10 minutes are is like when he's in Manhattan. <laughs> Stupid, I can't. Oh, the it's things so that they'll bad. do with talk. The things that they'll do with horror movies. But um, moving right along, Ryan, you get the number four spot. What are we going to do? All right. I got. I don't want to bring this up as, like, higher on the list simply because I'm four right now, so I'm probably getting a number one. And this, I don't think this should be number one, and I don't think either one of y'all are going to say, say it, so I'm going to put it right here. Um, so this franchise has been with me since I was – very young boy, and I want to thank it real quick, and that's the Call of Duty franchise. Now, 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 before any of you shit talk me, yes, Call of Duty is in a shit pile right now. It is it is in a cattle, cow and horse shit mixed together. It is not looking very good. But nine-year-old me, or eight-year-old me, whenever the COD 4 came out, whenever COD 4 came out, is the day I was born, because that's when I found my true awakening. The, honestly, <laughs> Call of Duty, I can't tell you, for five years, from COD 4 up into, I want to say, Black Ops 3, bro, I was feeding for a fucking league play position. I wanted to play on a team so bad. I was so cocky. I'm like, bro, I'm so good. I can play on phase right now. I was so cocky. And it really helped my build, build my confidence in the real world. And whenever someone came up and threatened me, I told them to 1v1 me on Rust because they ain't got shit on me. But, sadly, they had to fuck it up because they were money-hungry bitches. Sadly. Now look at Call of Duty. You know when plays it? Well, people play it. I play it still, kind of. But, like, I don't religiously play it anymore. I used to play that 24 hours. Mountain Dew, oh my God! It gives me like a vortex boner, a, a time boner, dude. It's so bad. I miss the old Call of Duty, and I, I feel like it should be cherished now because Call of Duty is probably gonna die in the next few years. So let my boy Call of Duty, and I already know what AJ is gonna say, but it's fine. Call of Duty, don't listen to AJ. Don't listen to AJ. <laughs> Um, before I shoot it over to AJ again, as I said, I haven't played video games since the PS2. 
uh, with the SSX franchise, which I'll throw out there really quick because it's not going to make the list, but that's a fantastic franchise anyway. Never been into the shooter games. Um, so, yeah, AJ, tell us your thoughts about Call of Duty. Don't feel bad, Call of Duty. You still need something to me. Ryan, I'm going, you're going to be disappointed in what I'm going to say. I can't be disappointed if I already knew what the answer was. So I actually oh. had Call of Duty on my list, <laughs> and then I took it what? off. <laughs> I actually agree with you. Everything you okay, just said about Call of Duty. At least it's in the top four. At least it's in the top four. Um, I I grew up with Call of Duty too, and I play. I did all nighters just trying to beat the campaign, and then after that, oh, the multiplayer. So good. And they're so good. Yeah, so I agree with everything you basically said for Call of Duty. Uh, now Call of Duty is dying. And, well, I guess we always say Call of Duty is dying, but they always make a ton of money no matter what. But It's these fucking 12-year-olds taking their parents' credit cards. Yeah, basically. got to stop But yeah, I, I 100% agree. Well, there you go. See, Ryan, you thought that he was going to say some shit, and he agrees with your pick. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Harm- I'm shocked. Harmony here. I'm shocked. Harmony. <laughs> it, it was Call of Duty and actually Battlefield for me back in the day that I, I loved. And Killzone. I know a lot of people didn't like Killzone, but I love Killzone. And what is necessarily happening that's so bad with Call of Duty, if you guys just want to catch me up here? So, like, with Call of Duty, so I would say Infinite, not Infinite Warfare. There was a game that came out in 2014 called Advanced Warfare, and it added a new mechanic that um, didn't make it boots on the ground. So, boots on the ground is just, like, running around and shit like that. But Call of Duty Advanced Warfare introduced boost thrusters where you could double jump and thrust in the air. So, you can double jump twice in the air. And then do like a quick turn to left or right to dodge bullets, and it it caused a player base like divide because some people really enjoyed the new mechanic that added a new layer to Call of Duty, which was the one I was in. I loved Advanced Warfare, and then you have the people that are really like, oh, but this is not the original route to Call of Duty, when in reality. Oh, dude, CT, I knew there was gonna, there was something that was going to come in here. I knew it. There's always something with it. No, no, no. But, like, honestly, it was fine. Uh, I, I didn't care. It didn't bother me. I was still going to play the game because of it. Um, then the next year, Black Ops 3 came out, and they actually, AJ, I think you're going to agree, it improved on the, in the thruster pack. It improved on the thruster pack. I felt like they did it a little cleaner. But people were still not digging it. And within the time of those two games, they started introducing microtransactions. If you guys don't know what microtransactions are, they're little in-game things you can buy with real-life cash. So in Advanced Warfare, there were different variants of the same gun. So there was a, an assault rifle called the BAL-27, and they had two legendary variants called the BAL-Obsidian Steed and the bal Inferno. The Inferno added the fire, increased the fire rate by two, I believe, and the Obsidian Seed increased the damage by two and the accuracy by one. So it pretty, it kind of made it unbalanced, 
But at this point, it was fair enough because you could just – it was almost like a roulette situation where you can get them at a loot box and you didn't have to pay. And then, like, seven months after the game came out, they started allowing you to pay for them. So everyone was getting these variants, and it became unfair, which I completely agree with. And then they carried over into Black Ops 3 where they took out variants, but they started charging for a a new gun, like a completely different weapon. And so that kind of continued throughout Call of Duty. And just recently with Black Ops 4, they added a tier skip system where it was like a monthly contract, like Fortnite almost. And if you paid 30 bucks, you got 10 tier skips, one gun, like one gun pack, and a fucking hammer that does nothing. So you paid 30 bucks for a hammer. That's how money hungry Activision is. It causes nothing different in the game. It's like a regular knife, just a hammer. And they wanted you to pay 30 bucks for it. It was so bad that they had to take it back and then charge you 8 bucks for it. And even half the consoles didn't even get that. I'm pretty sure Xbox just got that deal. So they're kind of money-hungry now. And I don't really buy into it because fuck that shit. I can go deeper into it, but I don't think we all want to hear that. (laughs) I don't understand the whole thing with video games now that are so expensive. Because when I was playing video games when I was younger, like a game was about like 20 bucks about. Um, and now they're yeah, like, they like $60. $120. That makes no yeah, sense to me. That just makes no sense to me at all. I remember uh, this Christmas, uh, my boyfriend wanted No Man's Sky. And I think when I oh, God. went to, I think when I went to go buy it, it was like $60 or some shit like that. And I was like, why are games these days so expensive? It probably sounds so old by saying that, but like, holy shit, guys, like, why? Just why? But that's this my whole thing. Most of those games that are just like not even completed when they come out. Yeah, you that's have like another to huge even, problem. Yeah, then they like do extensions and this and that. So uh, kudos to the video game like players out there because you guys are definitely uh, giving them your money. So yeah, but uh, Call of Duty. I mean, let's let's put that on number four. So uh, number three. Uh, goes back to AJ. Uh, I'm gonna choose Harry Potter. Uh, um, for me, this is basically the, my second favorite franchise of all time after Star Wars. Um, I literally grew up with um with uh, with all these with all the films that came out. That's before Fantastic. I don't count Fantastic Beasts at this point for Harry Potter. No um, one likes Fantastic Beasts. Let's let's just say that. I now. mean, I like it. I just I, dude, the second one is just you know, love so bad. It's a love hate relationship for me with Fantastic Beasts. But <laughs> yeah, I love all the characters. Um, this is actually the fran- the franchise that got me into like mysteries and. This, the love for mysteries and mystery films and all of that. So, yeah, Harry Potter. Um, I will say that I'm not the biggest fan of Harry Potter. I have nothing against Harry Potter, 
I'm happy that uh, people enjoy it so much that it is what it is. I remember, again, growing up, how popular the books were. I had a friend who literally could, like, I think recite the first chapters of the first book. That's how much she read it. And uh, and I don't know if you guys remember, but they even had, like, jelly beans that were, like, Harry Potter themed and shit. Yeah. I wish that uh, Kelly was here to contribute because she absolutely loves Harry Potter and that's like her thing. Um, I heard good things about the first Fantastic Beast. It's the second one that people just really dislike. Um, just, I don't know why I think people just really dislike the second Fantastic Beast, but I actually think I only saw the first Harry Potter movie ever. So I'm sorry, AJ. Um, Brian you need B. to watch them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, you know, like, you know what the thing is? Like, wizards really aren't my thing. And um, I'm not the biggest fan of watching stuff that really just has, like, I mean, this is going to sound bad, but, like, children as, like, the main <laughs> characters. Even though I love Stranger Things, I just never, like, really was into, I guess, Harry Potter and his whole gang of people. So that's my whole thing. But, you didn't even uh, give it a chance. You only watched one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe one day I'll go back and watch them. But, like, I can't read them. The books are just too too long. I can't do that. Like, one of them is, what, like a thousand pages or something like that? I just felt yes, taking so. If I'm you can very, read it, if I'm you can a, read it, you can read Harry Potter. I'm a very, very slow. I'm enough. a very slow. I'm a very slow reader. That'll take me ten years to read uh, one of those Harry Potter books. But uh, Ryan, are you into Harry Potter? Uh, so I was into Harry Potter for a, a hot minute, um, but I started falling off after, like, I think it was the Half Blood Prince came out. Because I, I thought, I, read, I only read, like, every other book. It was really weird. I read, like, the <laughs> second, the third, and then that was it. I only, and then maybe the sixth, I think. So I, I read those. But, like, in the movie aspect, the books are really good. There's, uh, there's no, like, complaint about that. But it was, like, really with the movies. I started falling off, like, Half-Blood Prince. That was the one that came out of Goblet of Fire, I believe. Whichever one came after Goblet of Fire, the first four were really good in my opinion. Goblet of Fire is still my favorite for some reason. But, um, yeah, the movie just started falling off. They turned into these melodramatic movies that I just didn't like. Um, and then you've got the, like, every other young adult adaptation. They took the last book and made it into two movies just to make more money. And I didn't really think like that because the first part of the Deathly Hollows movie was, it, I just didn't enjoy it. I thought it was just the most boring fucking movie in the world. They do absolutely <laughs> nothing except scream at each other and say, why did you do this to me, Voldemort? I don't want to. Dude, that's all they do in the first part. All they do is yell at each other and cry. And then like the, you know, the last movie... Why would I be jealous about some bold, ugly-looking dude? <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm not done yet, no, I need AJ. To be jealous. I haven't even mentioned. I haven't even mentioned Universal Studios yet. Come on, give me a minute. <laughs> and then, like, 
I like I like the I like Deathly Hollows Part Two. So between the first four and Deathly Hollows, I enjoyed. The Fantastic Beast, on the other hand, I did not enjoy. I hate I I shouldn't say I hate Eddie Redmayne. He's a good actor, but not for this role. I don't like him in this role. I don't like the supporting cast. The only supporting cast I enjoyed in the movie was that meatball-looking dude, the Italian guy. He was the only enjoyable part of the first two Fantastic Beasts movies. Leonardo, not Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm fucking dumb. Johnny Depp is the, dude, his character is so dumb. He is fucking pathetic almost. And then when the second one came out, they're hyping up like, oh, Dumbledore is going to be this big thing. And he's in it for five seconds, maybe. Everything you see him in in the trailer are the only scenes he gets in the movies, by the way, too, if you ever decide to watch any of them. And it was so ridiculous. And then do I even have to mention that as time goes by, J.K. Rowling just so happily starts saying every character in her books is gay all of a sudden? Like, no one cares. No, like, first Dumbledore is gay. Then someone else is gay. And she's like, are you trying to appeal to somebody? Because... I knew I knew people started getting like the fan base, like the really hardcore fan base, started getting mad at her. That like once a week she was coming out on Twitter and saying a new character was gay. It made absolutely no sense. It's just like you've made almost eight movies with every single character, and now you're just telling us they're quote unquote gay. It, it just it's so out of left field. And then the Universal Studios, bro, amazing design, and the Butterbeer is fucking ten out of ten. First of all, before I start shit talking this place, but the rides are just not fun. I, I don't even know why I'm bringing up Universal, but the the Escape from Gringotts Bank shit ride, the the virtual one in like the castle, it's fine. This is the real. This gets me hella fucking dizzy. And now this is the real like reason why. Ride. This is the real reason why Ryan doesn't like the Harry Potter franchise is because he doesn't like the ride. Let's get down to the real nitty gritties that this is the real reason why you dislike the Harry the Potter franchise. The ride really fucked it up for me. The ride really <laughs> fucked it up for me. I will say hey, that I, the one... What, sorry, go ahead. Hey, if if I could like fucking ride those five times to get my Twitter account back, I totally would. <laughs> <laughs> um, which by the way, Twitter give Ryan his freaking account back. Like, what the hell? Hashtag um, save Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, I think AJ asked you what happened. Oh, so. Um, I want to say like two Fridays ago. So I'm going on, this is my third week without my Twitter account. I, I was on my Twitter account and I actually hit birthday. Next thing you know, like I just clicked the birthday on my profile. Next thing you know, kicked me out and said that I was too young to use Twitter. Told me I'm 13 or younger. <laughs> Told me I was younger than 13. And I put in an appeal to Twitter. Motherfucker, they never hit me back. Wow. Wow. And I, I'm having trouble making a new one now, go fucking figure, because my phone number and email were connected to the other one. And that one still technically exists. So I can't use them. Dude, what the fuck? I hate Twitter. Worst company in the world. 
That's tough. You're just going to have to... <laughs> Instagram though you always Instagram though you always have to like put in pictures. Like that's the reason why I'm not even like on Instagram that much anymore because it's like I don't always wanna take pictures. I, like at least Twitter you can just put a status or something like that. That's just my yeah. thing. Yeah, it? I know. Um, I did want to comment really quick on the whole Harry Potter thing with the Fantastic Beast that someone pointed out. Because I have no problem with the, you know, fact that uh, J.K. Rowling said that Dumbledore was gay, first of all, because I think, uh, you know, not that I think I know that Ian McClellan, who played Dumbledore, is gay in real life. So I think that maybe she just wanted to do that for those reasons. But, um, Someone pointed out, like, in Fantastic Beasts, you know, Jude Law plays a young Dumbledore, but that in the um, in the Harry Potter movies, they showed a young Dumbledore with only, like, 10 years difference, and they're like, damn, how, this, how stressful is Hogwarts really? You have uh, Jude Law playing Dumbledore, and then, like, 10 years later, you have Ian McCullen uh, playing a young Dumbledore, so... Um, Apparently, Hogwarts is a very stressful school. Uh, but, AJ, yeah, this is not... Sh- AJ, this is not shitting on uh, your choice for Harry Potter. is obviously, I think, the, one of the biggest franchises that's still going to this day. I think that I read somewhere that, like, a Harry Potter book um, sold more than the Bible, which still is at number two for, like, most sold books in the world just to kind of let you guys know that. So uh, Harry Potter definitely deserves to be on this list, even though I've never seen anything and Ryan has strong opinions on it. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm going to (laughs) – Ryan, we love your opinions. That's that's why we have you here. We love your opinions Mm -hmm. and we love your enthusiasm. Uh, That's, you know, that's what makes the top ten having you guys on it. But I'm going to hit up the number two spot. And because of what day it is, is the reason why uh, I'm going to pick this. And Ryan already is not going to have anything to comment on, so I'm sorry, Ryan. That should be number one. But I'm not going number one. I'm not going number one. So it has to be number two. Uh (laughs) Uh, So Game of Thrones is going to take the number two spot. Um, it's, uh, a series right now. It's, you know, they had books and we have a prequel series coming out. So it's a franchise. Um, holy shit. Again, today is Game of Thrones day. Uh, season eight finally comes out after what, two years of waiting. This is insane. We got six episodes that are supposed to be mini movies that are absolutely going to blow our ever loving minds up. But this series as a whole is crazy. I have never seen the production value in uh, in a show before like I did Game of Thrones. The storyline, the fact that this is, this is the problem with most shows. They have a theme to it, but then it seems as the seasons go on, they kind of lose what the whole entire like plot is. But since day one of Game of Thrones, it has been all leading to this one thing, and it is done to such a masterful job in riding out that wave and just adding this depth to the storyline, to the characters, to everything. It's just absolutely um, 
an absolutely insane, uh, insane series to even just watch. Um, completely blown away by it. But the storyline is just, and there's so many characters. We talked about this on Friday uh, with Geeks Against the Grain, just kind of going more into it. But uh, I, I can't, like, say enough. I'm completely enthralled by this series and all the characters, Daenerys, John, Cersei, uh, the Hounds. I mean, just so many great, fantastic characters and seeing where everyone was in the first season and seeing now where they are in the last season is just going to be insane. And we are in for one insane wild ride with this eighth season that um, – I have no expectations, really. I have, Wait. you know, small theories. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. How mad would you guys be if it turned out to be, like, the shittiest season? Oof. That would not be... I mean, it probably won't happen, but just curious, just just in case it does. I mean, that that's the thing. I'm so, like, questionable uh, about, not question, I'm sorry, skeptical you, like, about, like, like, you guys and everyone else have, like, these super, super, like, fucking World Trade Center high, super high expectations for this season. And just, just before, like, I even got kicked off of Twitter, I was looking, I'm just like, dude, everyone's fucking begging for this. And I'm going to say my piece before you guys continue, because I know y'all are going to talk about this for, like, the next 20 minutes since I, I can't say too much since I don't watch it. But I will give the show credit that they know where they should end it because a bunch of TV shows don't know how to do that, and they'll just keep milking the cow till it's dry. And uh, I give credit to fucking HBO for doing that, and especially taking, um, I think, what, it's usually 10 seasons, and then they made it six, right? And um, the, the fact that they're putting the wrestler budget in just six episodes instead of 10, is just like, fucking kudos to you guys. You created a great show. Might not have been my cup of tea, but it's everyone else's cup of tea. I mean, I hate tea, but that's not the point. (laughs) But all I'm going to say is, someone's going to fucking die! And it's going to be all of them. Let's just all pray that it was just a dream. It was just a dream. Imagine, and Jon Snow, and Jon Snow, Never woke up from that one time he got knocked out in the season premiere. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that at all if they made it just a dream. Um, that's, hate, that's how you ruin. That's how you ruin a great show in a few minutes. Boom. I, I hate. I hate when they do that. I, I never watched Lost, but the fact that they ended, and I, I know how they ended Lost, and the fact that they, they made it with everyone was just dead. They were all dead. They were all dead already. They the the plane had crashed and they had all died. So everything that you saw never happened. And I just can't stand that shit when they do that. Oh, dude, that's so, like a super oh, fucking record. That's like a giant fuck you to the face. That's what I'm saying. But I don't think that Game of Thrones does that. I think that there's going to be shit that's going to no, happen. No, they're not going to do that. There's going to be shit that's going to happen that we're not expecting to happen and that are going to be. Um, maybe not necessarily the outcome that you wanted to, but it's still going to be just mind-blowing. I think that's what Game of Thrones is going to do. Um, And listen, I have been preparing myself. There is going to be a shit ton of people who are going to die. I do not see 
half of the people that go into season eight making it out of season eight. There's just going to be a handful of people. This is going to be it. It's not going to be a happy ending. I don't see it as a happy yeah, ending. It's... What? That they, they should just kill Xerxes and her brother. Just fuck them. They're the biggest piece of shit in the fucking I'm... world. I like Wait, Jamie. do they still fuck each other? Do they still fuck no. each other? No. Oh, Jamie. good for them. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie go back. Thank God. You'll be disappointed <laughs> that somebody else fucks each other, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie finally told Cersei to go fuck herself. Um, and Jamie redeemed himself a lot throughout the, throughout the series. Uh, season one, Jamie is a piece of shit. But as soon yeah, as Jamie... As soon as Jamie met up with Brianna Tarth, then all of a sudden he like started his redemption story. In my personal opinion, so yeah, this is going to be the number two spot. It should be the number one, but it's okay. Uh, Game of Thrones, possibly the like best storytelling that I've ever seen in a series ever. The books are absolutely fantastic. If you've never read the books, although at this point the series is outlasting the book because George R.R. R. Martin just still hasn't put out the next book. He couldn't so, keep up with the show, right? <laughs> the it, show was coming out it, so fast, he couldn't keep up with it, from what I heard. I, it's that, and then also he just, like, has been, like, taking his time because he's like, I'm not going to rush anything. I'm going to take my time. Well, and people are like, D-. well, yeah, I mean, that good was the him. problem, I think, with um, J.K. Rowling is that she was on such a time crunch to come out with books. So I know that that happened. But, yeah, George R. R. Martin's like, no, I, I come out with it when I come out with it. I think that people are just Good concerned that he is, you know, getting older in age. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, before I keep talking anymore, AJ, give me everything that you have about Game of Thrones. Hate it. Despise it. Don't like it. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, um, I'm very excited. Um, I agree. This needs to be number one, but a certain someone decided <laughs> not to watch it. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> you just decided not to watch it. Um, <laughs> you good over there? Um, Yo, wait, hold up. This has nothing to do with Game of Thrones, but you guys want to hear my Mickey Mouse impression? Sure, go ahead. It's so good. All right. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yo, it's so good. That was terrible. Yo, stop. Okay, Yo, back stop. to Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. So, I forced my girlfriend to watch Game of Thrones um, two months ago, and she I'm finally finished it two nights ago. Um, She said she loved it, and then at the <laughs> At the same time, she hates it because a dragon dies in the season seven. Season seven. Um, well, why she hates it? Oh, that's basically why she hates the show. But loves it because she finally gets to see. She finally. She called it in season one. She said that she hopes that Jamie leaves Cersei, and they did. So she was happy about that. Little finger dies, which is amazing. Um, I'm doing all the spoilers because yeah, I haven't like noticed five years. Um, 
Ryan, you had you had time to watch it, so there's gonna be spoilers. <laughs> oh, I don't care. You had time. I don't care. I'm never gonna watch it. I already knew all the spoilers already. My my fucking family watches and they talk about it at dinner. I'm just like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, Jon Snow died. Oh, and he's back. Oh, he he uh didn't isn't oh that that white haired chick his uh, cousin or something sister, right? Oh, talking it, about Jon Snow's death. Um, yeah. my girlfriend yeah. read spoilers before she actually watched that saying that he dies and then um he bring she, um they bring him back to life so once he died with the like the what is it? The stabbing, she actually cried even though she already knew what was gonna happen. And then like a season later where they were surrounded by um White Walkers and <laughs> and the only thing I see her is tearing up and crying because she thought that Jon Snow, um, the Hound, um, who else was on there? Um, crap, who else was on that? On, on like this, on like the suicide mission, wasn't yeah. uh, Torm wasn't Tormond on it as well? Yeah. Mhm. All all of them um, were like surrounded. It was like no escape. And then once the dragons appeared and, like, burned every, almost every, all the White Walkers. All I hear is screaming and clapping from her. And then moments later, the the Night King gets his javelin, one of the best javelin throws I've seen in my lifetime, kills the dragon, and then all you hear is our government saying, what the fuck? <laughs> and she said, I don't want to watch the show anymore. I hate oh, no. you. I hate this show. And I was like, okay, let's just watch one more episode because it actually ends on a good note. She was like, nope, I don't want to watch it. And I was like, nope, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and then <laughs> she had an attitude the whole show until Littlefinger died. She was like, yes. And then when... Um, Jamie decided to leave his sister finally. Oh, um, finally. I have a question. Bitch. Who do you think um, Brianna Tart should be with? Tormund or Jamie? Not Tormund. Tormund, Tormund? of yes. course. Uh, Jamie. Um, I think that she, honestly, like, I get it. Tormund is obviously, like, just swooning over her. He just thinks that she's, like, the best thing ever, and she is. But or the I hound, or the hound. Sorry. That's a, like I I like the hound and Brienne's dynamic, but more so as just like a platonic thing. I think that they're better just kind of like friends, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, I I like Brienne with Jamie better. I think that they have more of a chemistry with each other. I like that it didn't start out uh, necessarily nice. You know, obviously they had that like tug and pull pretty much, but I think uh-huh. that they really, re- I think that they really respect each other, and I think that Brienne has opened a lot for Jamie, and I think vice versa as well. I mean, that scene when Jamie gives Brienne that sword, and then also gives her armor, and then she walks away, not walks away, she rides away on that horse, and she like looks back at him, and he takes those few steps forward. And he's just looking so long at me. I'm like, no, like, there's so much there. Like, again, I love Tormon. If they got together, I'd be fine with it. I'm not going to be hateful on it. He, like, just wants beautiful 
like big babies with her. Um, I don't think that the Hounds and Brienne would, you know, go together just because they'd probably end up killing each other in bed, just saying. Um, but Jamie and Brienne on like an emotional level just work together so much better than any of the other possibilities for Brienne. So yeah, I'm going to say Jamie. And the fact that Jamie left Cersei finally, I think is because of that speech that Brienne gave him where she was like, fuck loyalty. And he was like, whoa, like if this is Brienne saying this, who's like all about loyalty and shit like that, mm-hmm. then there there must be something to this. And I need to reevaluate. Oh, let's just talk about that for two seconds. And I'm sorry, Ryan. But it's like when he finally left, when he finally left her, and she like, and you thought that she was gonna have the mountain kill him, and I was like, no, I was like, no, don't do it, not Jamie. Like, oh, I don't think. Listen, I don't see Jamie surviving this season, but I would have been pissed if it was Cersei who was the one to kill him. Like, if anything, I want Jamie to be the one to kill Cersei. That's what I want. But I also have a theory that Cersei's going to be the one who makes it out in the end. I think that's going to be Game of Thrones, like, personal, like, little fuck you to everyone. Not yeah. necessarily in a bad Basically. way. But, but it's like, you know, again, Game of Thrones does this thing where it's like they give you epicness, but they also, like, you know, make it, I guess, like, not again, not everything's going to have a happy ending. And so I think that that's going to be their way of, like, not giving us necessarily a happy ending by making it Cersei, who's the one who makes it out alive. That's my theory. I think she dies, but not by Jamie or Sansa or anybody. I actually think the Night King will kill her. (laughs) I think the Night King will take everything, including the, um, the throne. I know that's not entirely possible because he doesn't really care about that. But so far, um, the Night King is on uh, 100% uh, win streak right now, and everybody else has, like, a couple of losses. So right now, the Night King is the champion, I would say, <laughs> for, the game, <laughs> for the game. Even though he's not even – he doesn't even care for the games. He just wants all living beings to die. Um. I mean, you can't really fight against that. That That's just a common goal. There's no negotiating with that. It's like, hey, let's mm. negotiate. It's like, no, I just want you dead. <laughs> so, I don't know. But we could go on theories forever about this just because, whew. by the way, what time does Game of Thrones actually premiere tonight? Do you know, AJ? I think it's 7 tonight. Wasn't it 7 last season? I actually never watched it while it was coming out. I just watched it all, like, you know, on uh, on HBO Go. So I don't know when, like, what time it came out or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, Game of Thrones is a franchise. 9 p.m., okay. 9 p.m., yeah. Whew, it's going to be crazy. Wait, we're not going to have different times, though. What time zone are you? I'm Central. Uh, we're Eastern here, so I guess we'll have to figure it out. 10 o'clock? Is it 10 o'clock it's here? 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, I think it's 7. No, 
Uh, I'll just keep talking. I'll look well, it up. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have the end of Game of Thrones. Uh, we will have a prequel series. Uh, I'm gonna ask you, AJ, a really quick question before we move on to number one, because I do feel bad that Ryan's just kind of sitting here like, um, okay, guys, Game of Thrones. But um, will you, AJ, feel? I don't even know how to word this question. Um, will the prequel series kind of like fill that void or is it just, it's not Game of Thrones, so you don't really care about the prequel series that's coming out? No, I care for it. Um, just because Game of Thrones has been so good. I don't really care if it does connect to the Game of Thrones as a whole, but I know that I know that's going to be a good series because we'll still have the same creators developing it, and yeah, I'm I'll I'm I'll be excited either way. Am I not? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. It's just you know we'll just have to get used to these characters, just like we got used to the Game of Thrones characters. But um, all right, guys, let's. Uh, move on. I'm just going to count down the list before we give Ryan the number one spot. So again, this is the top ten entertainment franchises excluding DC, Marvel, and Star Wars. Uh, At number ten, we have Rocky. At number nine, we have Pirates of the Caribbean. At number eight, we have the Red Dead Redemption franchise. Number seven is Pokemon. Number six is Dragon Ball Z. Number five is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Number four is Call of Duty. Number three is Harry Potter. And number two is Game of Thrones. really like this list. We kind of have a good balance of uh, movies, TV shows, and even animes and video games. So awesome job, guys. Uh, Ryan, give us your number one for our list. I didn't know I'm going to piss you guys off. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Time for my revenge. Time for my revenge. At the number one spot, can I get a drum roll, please? Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Walking Dead. The Walking Fucking Dead. No. Who? What you guys are saying? Who? Yeah, yeah, Who? AJ. I didn't, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, the first few seasons were fucking great. Season five was a little iffy. Then it went downhill, like not just downhill. That shit was like a log flume falling off of the ride, and you just go straight down to your death. That's how far down it went from like season six to season eight. Just wasn't good. Three full seasons, fucking shit. But I stuck through it because I'm a, I fucking do it. It's my show, and I stick through it. And season nine, I don't know how they did it. But the show got better without Rick Grimes. Now, do I think they should keep making this show? No, they, they should have ended it after season nine. But that's, that's not how it works. And this is a franchise simply because it's got a comic book, a main TV show, a spinoff TV show, and they just announced another spinoff TV show, which I don't and, know why they're doing. I, and, I don't they're doing three, and they're doing three movies. They're doing movies. three movies. They're doing three movies based off Rick fucking Grimes. No one asked for that, by the way. But you know what? It's fine. <laughs> we we only need one movie, but we're getting in three because why not? But honestly, 
the show, I, I'm not going to say a lie. The, the show hasn't, isn't what it was. It lost its steam. It's lost pretty much the main actors, the main actresses, all that. Some of them even left, like uh, Lauren Cohan. She left because she, she wasn't being paid the same as the male cast members. So good for her for standing up and leaving. Um, Rick Grimes, dude, I don't like what they did with Rick Grimes, but it's whatever. Of course, they, they, they in season nine, in season they made nine. this episode. Uh, it was like season five. I mean, season nine, episode five. I don't even remember what the episode was. So at the end of episode four, his horse falls back, and he gets impaled through the fucking spleen with a big metal thing, right? And not only does he get out, but he walks around with a giant hole in his body. Not going to question that. And as he's walking, he's having hallucinations of, like, the past seasons of the past characters. So, like, Tia, your boy John Bernthal came back for mm-hmm, that episode. Mm-hmm. Your baby daddy, yeah, you already know you what's best, up. So you you that, best believe I watched that episode. <laughs> Hell yeah, you did. No, but like, honestly, season nine, they started going the right path. The show has had a bumpy, like a bumpy uh, road. And honestly, it's getting a season 10. And I do kind of hope it's the last season. Because like I said with Game of Thrones, I give kudos to them for not milking the cow and ending it when they know that it had to end. And I feel like The Walking Dead has got... It still does, like, the comic book stuff. It just, it's, it's not doing it at the same time. So, like, the events will still happen, but different people will die. So it completely changes Revelation. So I don't know if you guys heard about the, I'm just going to say the infamous head stake um, scene from, like, two episodes ago. Has either one of you heard of that? Yeah, with Alpha. Yeah. So what happened was, they the through, through the back half of season nine, um, Carol's son take takes in a a fucking whisperer's kid and believes that she could change. So that that was pretty much the whole back half of the season. So Alpha, who's the mother of that child, plans on taking revenge for taking her daughter away. So she takes. 10 Alexandrians or 10 uh, survivors from the groups we know takes them, beheads them, and puts their head on a stake. Which is and, a direct panel from the comics. Yeah. But the thing in the comics was Ezekiel and I believe mm-hmm. Carol were the two big ones that died, but they didn't die in this episode. In this episode, it was Carol and Ezekiel's son, the one who was helping the girl the whole time, Kara if you guys know who Tara is. Yeah, and she does. Ed, and Ednid. Ednid, I always have a problem pronouncing her name. It's E-D-N-I-D. Ednid. Ednid, yeah. And Enid. if you guys know who she is, she played Carl's love interest for the beginning of her storyline. And those were like the three big characters that they killed. And I'm not going to lie, it kind of fucking shocked me. I'm like, oh shit, they just killed these three? But... Honestly, that's the problem with the show. It's still a great show, and I don't give it any kind of like a backlash for it being number one, but it's still a great show, really good writing. 
I think, dude, the fucking prop and stunts are just fantastic for a TV show. The fact that the zo- the walkers, the zombies look so real, especially when they're getting like fucking mauled in the face by a stick or something. The effects are so good. Give credit to that. And my boy Daryl is still alive. Can we just can we just pray to the gods for that? Can we just pray to Daryl still alive? And he's not going. He's not going. But Michonne, my number one girl, she she leaves it in season ten, which I'm fine with. But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna shut up now. That was too good. Um, I will say that. So let's talk. Like I'm just gonna mention really quickly the trifecta of shows that have not only hit, uh, you know, for nerds enjoying, but mainstream have been The Walking yeah. Dead, Game of Thrones, and yeah. True Blood back in the day. Um, they're the shows, and Fargo, they're the shows that, you know, not only are beloved within the geeky community, but also beloved within the mainstream. I mean, I have a, a restaurant uh, that, for a long time was doing True Blood theme nights and now does Walking Dead theme nights. So, I mean, it, people love this. Uh, and you know, Ryan, that the first two seasons of The Walking Dead were obviously my favorite because my boy John Bernthal you like was in You like season two? Oh, that's uh, right. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why, you know, it's just my boy it's Shane. It's the motherfucker in the head. My boy Shane went out way too early. I'm sorry. And everyone yeah, was all he pissed did. at he did. My my boy Shane, everyone was all pissed at him, and Rick Grimes essentially just became, like, another Shane. I mean, he even beat up a dude, uh, you know, who was abusing his wife, and everyone was so shocked when, you know, Shane started beating the shit out of uh, Carol's husband. I'm like, okay, but, you know, uh, Shane didn't want to bang Carol, but Rick wants to bang Jesse, and that's why he's beating the shit out of the, the husband. But I digress with that. Um, for me, for me, when The Walking Dead kind of started falling off is when they severely underutilized Terminus. I mean, they, for like yeah, all of season... Yeah, that was season five. That was for season all five. Of, for all of season four, they were moving towards Terminus. It was supposed to be the sanctuary. And then we get to the first uh, episode, which the first episode of season five was fucking insane because that scene, like, I still have to look away if I go and rewatch it. The scene where they have all the dudes over the tub and they're like banging oh, yeah, their heads. Oh, yeah, that shit was like, crazy. Ooh, ooh, Wait, fun like fact that. do you know one of the people in the tub was Robin Lord Taylor? Yeah, he's the blonde guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, what a way to go out. Um, yeah, but, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I love the whole Terminus people because they were freaking scary. I mean, a bunch of cannibals who were like, who were pretty much, you know, making their uh, place a sanctuary just to get more food into it. I thought that was great. That was like really messed up and really just like, holy shit, and that's where everyone kind of gets together. And, you know, I really liked Abraham as a character. Maybe he wasn't everyone's favorite, but I really liked him. I liked him. And yeah, and then you had like, you know, Abraham's group meeting up with Rick's group and then Carol, the badass that she is, uh, setting that bomb into Terminus. Like, that was a great shit. And then that was it. We really didn't see the Terminus people until like, what, one episode, maybe a few episodes they later. Kill, they killed like, the main guy off in the beginning or the end of episode three. Yeah, and then to me, I was five. like, that, 
And I'm like, that's just so ridiculous. And it's like, I know that everyone loves Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan, and he does a great job. But we've had now like three seasons of that, and you only yeah. gave us like three, and you only gave us three episodes of Terminus. Meanwhile, we had a whole season of The Governor. I'm sorry, the Terminus people deserve more. We have like two seasons of the, of the Governor. Remember, he came yeah. back in one season. But you know, what? Uh, you have to commend the show. So the hype that is built around Game of Thrones season eight was already done years ago when the season six premiere was happening, if you remember. That was the premiere that told you who Negan's victims were. Do you remember how excited? No, it was. Wasn't that season seven? No, it was, wait, was it? Season Season seven. Let me look it up. Uh, um, The Walking, no, not The Walk, the movie, fuck it. Season seven was the one where yeah, Negan. Season seven, season seven is is the one. Yeah, you're right. Do you remember how much how many people were just like going crazy? Like, oh, it's gonna be Glenn from the comics, but no, it's not gonna be Glenn because they haven't done everything by the comics. Yada yada yada. For seven months, people were just going fucking berserk about it. I remember when the the episode premiered. I was sitting in my bed like home addict, like, oh, who the fuck are they gonna kill? This is insane. Because you've been waiting seven months for this. And then it turns out it was Abraham. And they're like, oh, my God, at least it was Abraham. Then Daryl had to say something. Then fucking Glenn gets his eyes oh. popped out. Yo, I was – I'm just like, dude, the effects right there were fucking awesome. First the of all. Se- and the season the- – sorry, go ahead. No. And, like – Let's get let's get real. The the way that they could get a shock value out of people that already knew who was gonna die, that's that's credit where credit is due. The thing is that premiere was like torture to me because I was like, This shit oh, is mean. It was such torture yeah, and like again, from saying that I liked Abraham, I was incredibly sad that they were killing him off because I'm like, Man, that's one of my favorite characters and then when they killed Glenn and I was like Holy shit! That was like no fucking Daryl, man. I was like fucking Daryl, man. Um, and, but did introduce again. Jeffrey D. Morgan has done an amazing job as uh, Negan. I really liked. Um, oh gosh, was it Simon? Like his right hand man, who then you find out was like yeah. doing his own thing. So, I was like, oh Simon, shit! Yeah. I didn't see that happen. That was crazy. But um. I hate it that they killed off Carl. I'm like, you know, with Rick Grimes having left, it should have then been Carl's thing. And now we have, as you said, Michonne is leaving, which, again, good for her. She's getting more into movies now. She's in the MCU. It's all the MCU. It's all the MCU. Yeah. But she's probably also tired. And then you only have, like, you know, Daryl still around, which that actor, Norma Reedus, did say. Carol. Norma Reedus did say that he's in it until the end, but um, also kind of crazy, there was an interview recently where he was saying, like, how much he missed the original cast. So, I mean, there could be some stuff happening behind the scenes as well. But I'm going to stop talking. Uh, AJ, you made a sound when Ryan picked The Walking Dead as his choice, so I'm going to give you the floor right now. Um. First, let me say that Game of Thrones, <laughs> Game of Thrones <laughs> starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8 p.m. Central. Okay. <laughs> That's done. Now, 
I respect everyone that loves Walking Dead, all the nerds out there. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys found something y'all can focus on. Um, I love season so one, season two. Love, I love season one, season two. Um, I, I think I thought season three was okay. I don't remember it that much. But once they went into the woods for like a good twenty episodes, I was like, no, thank you. Can I do this anymore? I'm over it. So I don't know what season that was. It was long ago. So after that, I was like, I can't do this. It's just boring. <laughs> this is very boring. Um, yeah, so I have nothing else to say about the series, Walking Dead. I, mean, I, I stopped really watching after season seven. I only watched a few episodes, you know, here and there. Um, but to me, it just really started going down. I know that the introduction of Megan was supposed to kick off this really crazy thing that happened. It was supposed to, like, you know, heighten the show, but it just somehow lost its value. And I'm sorry, like, to me what bothers me the most is that people have completely stopped looking for, A, the reason why the whole, like, zombie thing happened in the first place, and a cure. We completely got away from that when that was really a main objective in the first few seasons. And I'm like, so now we're just living with zombies and no one's questioning why this even happened to me. I'm just like, that still bothers me. You have a zombie movie, uh, not movie, a zombie show that still has never really gotten down to the nitty gritty. And I haven't ever watched Fear of the Walking Dead I heard that they touched on it, like, a little, but I don't think that they really just went anywhere with that either. So um, I only watched the uh, one episode in Season 9, obviously, because my boy John Burnfall came back, so I had to watch it. But besides that, I haven't watched any of the other episodes in Season 9, and I don't think I really watched um, Season 8. So, Ryan, like... Tell me if I'm the only one who thinks like this. I didn't really ever like Sasha's character. So her death... I didn't like her either. Her death really didn't impact me. I mean, people were, like, crying. The whole episode was, like... That's another thing, like... the freaking show went on this, like, tangent where, like, every once in a while they made an episode entirely about, like, one thing. Like, you know, again, you know, that... but. Uh, the whole episode, they just cut kind of showing Sasha. And, show, and I'm like, she's really just, to me, not that big of a character that we had to, like, you know, make a whole episode about her. And then people were crying over her death. I mean, I, to me, I'm like, there were so many other, like, character deaths that were just m- more impactful than Sasha's death. Yeah, I didn't like and Sasha. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, really give a shit that she died. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> and then oh, that's how I was when she died. And then you know, I really liked Rosita, and everyone's like, oh, Rosita needs to get over it. I'm like, she was with Abraham for a really long time. That was like her ride or die, pretty much. And then Abraham just like leaves, like nobody, like you know, not even taking into account her feelings. And then guess what Sasha, after, like, really just basically not knowing, I didn't think they had any chemistry at all, 
And then everyone was like, oh, poor Sasha's mourning Abraham's death. You know, like Sasha had all those scenes with Maggie looking at the graves and everything. And I'm like, and then everyone, you know, just kind of got on Rosita. And I'm like, Rosita's mourning. I was like, and she has more of like a, a reason to mourn than Sasha does. So that was just my whole personal thing. I just didn't like Sasha as much as. Speaking of Rosita, do you know what's going on with her in season nine that I find hilarious? Is she did they go the, did they go the route of the comics and make her pregnant with Eugene's baby? Close, but she's pregnant, but she doesn't know who it is. It's like four different guys she's left mm. with at the same. It's the funniest thing in the world. I, I think it's hilarious. Oh no. <laughs> it's the end. It's the end of the world. I guess you you gotta do what you gotta do, right? But um, yeah, right. Fuck. I don't know if it's you know that. In, <laughs> in the comics, she gets pregnant with Eugene's baby, and I'm like, oh, no offense to Eugene at all, but God, if she ever like even like got that close to him, I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. Turn off the TV <laughs> right now, please. That, no. <laughs> Um, but since we do have a little bit of time, I think that we should mention a few, um, honorary mentions. Um, I was going to pick, uh, the Jurassic Park, uh, franchise as an honorary mention. So I kind of wanted to shoot to you two to see that. Um, AJ, do you have any franchises that you would have liked to be on the list and that we just didn't mention during our top 10? God of War. Okay. Yeah. Is that really a franchise, though? They've had three games. That's about it. Yeah, it's a franchise. Okay. Hold on, let me look (laughs) at the actual definition of a franchise. I'm curious now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No, I'm going to go after AJ now. Franchise. Okay. Definition. We always have to have a little bit of uh, back and forth during our our show. Granted by a government or company to be an individual group enabling them to carry out specific commercial activity. No, that's not it. Uh, Or movies. I guess. Yeah, whatever. I can't. Oh, wait. A film series, film franchise, movie series, or movie franchise is a collection of related films in succession that share the same fictional universe. So, got it. Got it, got it. God got of it. War is a game, a video game franchise. How? I, does, I think, does it have a... I've never played a God of War game. So they've had four God of War games, right? And they're all about creative, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is that You're franchising? Correct. It's a franchise. I would, I would count okay. it as a franchise. Okay, okay, I'm not fighting you. <laughs> <again. Okay. laughs> well, I'm sorry, Okay, so Ryan, tell us what your, uh, you know, maybe honorary franchises are. MCU, obviously. No, but um, franchise, dude. The the fact that I have to think about franchises is kind of bad because I don't really think about franchise. I mean, honestly, the biggest franchises nowadays are obviously Marvel, DC, and um, and all that. But like, fuck. Oh, franchises are basically that's anything that can make money. I did want to mention. Oh, I uh, consider a franchise. Okay. 
I did want to mention Star Trek really quick because we couldn't say Star Wars, but Star Trek, I mean, literally look at it. You had an original show back in the 60s, then you had Star Trek Next Generation. You had two other or uh, Star Trek shows that I forget now the names of. Now you have Star Trek Discovery, who has the and they're making another discussion. one. They're making another one, and you have all the movies. I mean, again, the movies with the original cast from the sixties, the movies from the Star Trek uh, Next Generation. You had the four movies that came out with Chris Pine in it. So that's a massive franchise, and the fact that people still like listen. We talk about DC versus Marvel. But I think the Star Wars versus Star Trek people are even, like, bigger they're than worse. that. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> worse. <laughs> so, I mean, definitely that has to be mentioned as a franchise. I just haven't watched everything in the franchise, so I didn't want to, like, put that on the list. I've only seen – I watched a lot of Star Trek Next Generation. I watched the recent movies. Um, but I tried watching that original show, and it is so bad. Like, the production value from the 60s, you could tell that they literally did everything in one room, and they just changed the props up for every scene. Sorry, guys. That's my dog just deciding that she wants to bark right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Lawyer yeah. Rank is a good one, too. Oh, yeah, the Lord of the Rings, which aren't they doing something now with that? I forget. Are they coming out with, like, Is a new movie? No, I think for Amazon. Right. Amazon Prime is making it. I'm sorry. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I think I watched the first movie and was bored to tears. Uh, I never watched any of the other movies <laughs> after that. Lord of the Hobbit. Uh, I like Lord of the Rings. What, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just think of that I just think of that scene from Clerks too when uh Randall is describing the plot lines of the Lord of the Ring movies and just laughing to myself. But that's me. If people enjoy it, that's what's important. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah, guys, this was a great show for the top ten. Uh, Ryan, I did want to kind of give you the floor really quick because you are kind of planning out your own uh, podcast right now. So I just wanted to give you a moment to kind of uh, promote that. All right, cool, cool, cool. So if you guys don't know, probably don't since I'm not on Twitter at the moment, but I've got my own podcast called the Geek Fix Podcast. Um, So what I do is just talk everything geeky. My first episode and episode two are out right now. My first episode is an interview with an interviewee, someone who interviews like big name actors and show like that, movie premieres. And my second episode is my Dumbo review. Kind of just threw that out just to give it a test run, see if you guys would like um, all those reviews and shit like that. So yeah, next episode, I plan on having Tia and AJ on. So we're playing those right now. I'm not going to tell them what it is, but they're going to enjoy it. If you guys want to go check it out, it is on Apple, no, it's on iTunes and Google Music. See you guys there. Awesome. Definitely. We're going to work that out and see uh, what day is good for us. And AJ, uh, what is, I just want to ask, what is the next debate that you are planning on Twitter? Just so the fans oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just comes, it just comes to me at, at the time. 
I don't really plan well, like to come out. It just happens. Fair enough. Fair but enough. If you, if you want, follow me on Twitter. You can just follow me on AJ underscore Geeks, Geeks Vibes. Yes. Uh, both Ryan and AJ are fantastic contributors of Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, they both do fantastic reviews. Uh, AJ does a lot of reviews for comic books every week, amongst other things. And Ryan, uh, you know, I think you saw Dumbo last, was it? I'm not sure what the yeah, last yeah, review yeah, is. Dumbo. Yeah, so Ryan had the, you know, privilege of going to see Dumbo before it hit theaters, so definitely make sure you check out his yeah, review. You got the ultimate privilege. You know what you're seeing. You got the ultimate privilege. I do apologize about that, but I am very excited to also go see it. Uh, so I guess keep an eye out for my review of Avengers Endgame, and neither one of you are allowed to text Fucking me to jealous. ask me uh, neither no, no, one no, of you are allowed to text I'm me just gonna ask to ask me like, spoilers. Really quick thoughts on it. That's all I'm going to do. Wait, well, did you okay already watch it? Wait, what's going on? Uh, no, seen I Endgame have... like a few days early. Yes, I'm going to go see it a few days early uh, at the same Fucking theater jealous. that Ryan was able to see Dumbo. And But the, see, that's the thing. The only reason why I mentioned about you guys about the spoilers is that Juwan was saying that, like, he's going to be texting me, asking me things, because he just can't help himself. So uh, I'm not going to give out any spoilers, because I want you guys to go uh, in with fresh, yeah. you know, fresh eyes and stuff like that, because it's insane. But anyway, uh, AJ, Ryan, thank you again. This has been the Top 10 uh, by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm Tia, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your Sunday, and happy Game of Thrones Day. Yeah. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.